All right. Hey there, life-changing coaches. Y'all, I'm so encouraged because I'm looking at all you coming in and you're like, hey, I'm here. I'm here live. And you're so excited about it, which is so cool. Thank you for the comments and thank you for coming in and leaving them as you get in. It helps the social media networks to understand that I'm delivering valuable content to you guys. So when you come in and you do give those comments, it's so helpful not only to me, but also to your fellow instructors and fit pros who might be looking for this type of content because it means that the social media networks will show it, show this to more people because they see that it's valuable. So yay for that. <laughs> and I think you guys are really excited about this topic. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, my voice is a little bit hoarse. So over the weekend, I was in Isle of Palms, South Carolina with some friends for Memorial Day. If you don't know, my husband is a veteran, so we take this stuff seriously. And we went to a concert. It was called Yacht, Yacht Rock Review. It's this... Um, they do 70s covers and like yacht rock type music covers. And it was so much fun. And we sang at the top of our lungs all night. So my voice is a little bit hoarse. So I apologize. Here's what we're here to talk about today. And thank you for the hearts and fire, you guys. And thank you so much for the thank yous for Jeremy yesterday on that post that I put on the Grow Your Fitness Business group. He appreciates it. All right. So we are here to talk about the fact that you need clients now. <laughs> so you need clients now, but you keep hearing that you have to have a big audience and that you have to give away all your best stuff for free and you have to do all these things before you can make an offer, right? And so we get in our heads, we think that the audience has to be a certain um, size, and then we think that we have to nurture for a certain amount of time, like giving our best stuff away for free gets mixed in with a certain amount of time, like we think we have to do it for three months or six months. Y'all, what if none of that was true? What if, spend some time connecting with that, what if none of that was true? What if you do not have to have a huge audience? And what if you don't have to give your best stuff away for free before you can bring the right people into your paid program? <laughs> I love this comment. It's summer, honey. Let's build. Yes, that's exactly what we're talking about. Let's get you coaching now. The best way to become a great coach is to coach, is to start delivering that program and coach. And y'all, I want you there so that by the time September gets here at the end of summer, you have delivered this paid program that you've got in your head to paid clients and you're ready to hit the gas in September because people spend money on fitness in September and January. So that's where you're going to be able to get an influx of clients. So let's get you going now. All right. So here's what I want to know as you come in. Thank you for the comments. What exactly are you doing right now to bring in new clients? And what is working for you and what is not working? So tell me what you are doing and then tell me what's working for you and what's not working. Because here's the thing. I see sales sales, right? And anytime I say it, it's like your eyes roll back in your head. You start to walk away. You think about clicking off. 
sales has gotten a bad rap. And I want you to hear me out and just give me a minute on this. So sales is that traditional idea of you walk into a club and somebody sits down with you and they talk about um, what your goals are, maybe what your finances are, and then you figure out like what you're going to pay for that health club membership. All of us have, have had really bad experiences with salespeople in the past. So you've had somebody either try to sell you something that you didn't want or need or fit you into something that you couldn't afford or just generally give you too much pressure, make you feel salesy, slimy, icky. I get it. Sales gets a bad rap and that makes it extra hard for us to sell our own programs because a lot of us are stepping into this role of having to sell something directly to consumer for the first time. And we feel like we're going to be that salesperson that we had the negative experience with. So your brain then gets involved and tells you all these crazy things in order to keep you safe because you're afraid and it'll tell you lies and it'll have you spinning your tires. So it might tell you that you haven't nurtured your audience long enough. I've had people that I will work with and I will get them on the road to where they're actually making some sales and then their brain will still back them up and tell them, no, wait, you need to build a website, get a brand, um, do all those things that are not attached to a sale. So today we're going to talk about the lies that your brain tells you. Plus, stay to the end because I'm going to give you my best advice. I've got three things for you. I'm going to give you my best advice for moving out of that headspace where you believe that sales is going to be slimy or sleazy or where you um, think that this is going to be a bad experience for everyone. I'm going to give you my best advice for moving forward. Ooh, and my rim says, I have been posting consistently with my message and people have been contacting me and that's been helpful. Yes. All right. So before I go any further, let me intro the show. This is the Fit Pros Business Show for professional fitness and health coaches. I'm Kelly Coulter. I've led a dual career in fitness as well as in marketing for over 20 years. Since I left the marketing world, I've helped thousands of fit pros bootstrap their businesses quickly without all the drama while creating a profit from day one. My mission, y'all, is simple. As pros, we all have a unique mix of experiences, expertise, and personality that makes us perfect to serve our own unique audience. It is my mission to help you find and serve that unique audience. I want you to serve the clients that you love and make real money doing it. So I give away my step-by-step method on how to get your first clients and your next clients. All right, so you ready to do this? Let's do it. The first thing I want to talk about is the idea that simplicity scales. So I want to talk about how complicated the path is from a cusp for for your perfect future buyer. How complicated is the road from watcher to customer? So a lot of us have been sold this idea that you have to have a funnel and it's got to have all these steps in it. 
or you might be thinking that they need to buy one thing from you in order for you to offer the big thing that really makes money. I see you guys do that a lot where you say something like, well, I'm going to sell this evergreen course that I've, I've created all the videos for, for $37. But what I really want is for them to buy this couple thousand dollar package that's really going to change their lives. So we put all these steps between the, the person, the perfect future buyer, between them being a watcher and them being a customer. And here's what happens. When we put all these steps between watcher and big sale, we have all of these steps that now we have to troubleshoot when it doesn't work. So when it doesn't work, if you've got a, let's say a four-step process, Maybe they download a lead magnet and then you email them a couple of times and then maybe you sell them a small course and then you pitch them on the big course. That is now four things. When the sales aren't happening like you want them to, you now have four things to look at to figure out which isn't working. So simplicity in this customer journey can scale once you get it working, but it can't work the other way. If you make it too complicated up front, if you try to automate things, now you don't have a process that works and you don't know which place to start troubleshooting. Now your brain will tell you otherwise. And I've got two theories on why your brain is going to tell you otherwise. So your brain is going to tell you that you need all these things and you need the big audience and you need to give away your stuff for free. And it does that, number one, because we see other bigger businesses doing it that way. So you might see that Planet Fitness has, um, and I'm I'm completely making this up. I haven't even looked at their process. But um, you go to Planet Fitness's website and let's say it takes your email address and then it sends you through like a series of videos or I don't know. It's got this process and there are like four or five steps to it. So then you think that you can't sell something until you have a process that is similar to Planet Fitness's process or similar to Bar 3's process or whatever. So we model what we do in our marketing after big businesses. Now that, it's smart to model yourself after a bigger business that's doing what you want it, want to be doing. So when Lady Gaga first started her career, it was really famously observed that what she was doing actually was modeling her career like song for song timing for timing, beat for beat with Madonna's career. So she was actually modeling everything Madonna had done and just doing it with new songs that were updated for the times. And it worked because watching someone that has done what you want to do and then modeling after them can be a great way to save steps out of your process. The problem is we in the fitness industry see the big 
the big companies that are making a lot of money as the thing that we want to do. But your business does not make money the same way that Planet Fitness does. So Planet Fitness relies on selling a large volume of memberships, the same with Beachbody, the same with Less Mills on Demand, the same with all the big guys. Your business is going to be made in the small micro niche because you don't need 200,000 subscribers or a million subscribers or 5 million subscribers in order to make a great living. If you are able to reach an audience of, I went, I used to listen to a coach that would say, if you have a thousand raving fans that buy everything that you put out there, you can make a great living. And I believe that. So you don't need a million. You need more like 10 to start off with. So that's the first reason that our brain will do that. They'll look at the big guys and they'll say, you have to do all the things that the big guys are doing. And this can work, but you have to make sure that you're looking at big guys who make their money in the same way that you do. And that's not Planet Fitness because Planet Fitness comes into towns and doesn't make money for years. You're not going to do that. You need to make a profit from day one. We're bootstrapping these businesses. So we're not going to model what we do after the big guys in the market. We're going to model what we do after other coaches who are killing it. So if you uh, watch what I do, if you if you take my emails every day and, and kind of deconstruct them and start looking at how do I want to use this for my coaching business, you guys are coaches. So you need to be studying what other coaches do, not what other big businesses in the fitness industry do. Okay, so that was the first one. The second reason that your brain tries to complicate things when it comes to sales is because of fear of doing the thing and failing. It's way easier a lot of times for us to spend time developing a big audience and nurturing and maybe creating lead magnets and doing these things that keep us a little bit removed from the person that we have to talk to in order to make the sale. That feels a lot more comfortable and it feels um, it feels a little bit less uh, risky. So your brain will keep you a couple steps away from that conversation, that sales conversation, because the sales conversation is scary. So it'll tell you to do all the other things first, build all this stuff first. So you guys, feel free to give me some comments. Have you been doing this? Is this hitting with you? Does this make sense to you? And are you ready to hear how to get out of that cycle? <laughs> I've got three thoughts for you about how to get out of the cycle of creating all the stuff and nurturing and trying to build the audience and instead get granular, get down with your people and actually make sales. All right, here are the three steps. These are my strategic and scrappy steps to creating more clients right now. Number one, Get intentional. So if you're taking notes, number one, get intentional. So many of us 
are posting on social media every day because we've been told to post on social media every day. We've been told stuff about gaming the algorithm and about growing the audience and um, about staying on people's radars. But we don't have any plan or even any objective to why we're posting on social media. I want you to get very intentional. I want you to sit down with your calendar every single week and I want you to say, my objective this week is. Maybe your objective is to offer your paid program for the first time. Maybe your objective is to fill a marketing event. Maybe your objective is to um, just have 10 conversations with real people who you know are out there on the internet that want the thing that you do. Have an objective every single week. And now every time you post on social media, that post needs to serve that objective. So get intentional means that you know what you are asking people to do at any given time with any message that you do. That doesn't mean you're always asking for something. It means you know what you want. You always, always have in mind what your current goal or objective is. So let me give you some examples of how I use this in my real life, day-to-day -day marketing and sales. So I always know when my next kickstart is coming up, right? And about two weeks out from the next kickstart, that objective becomes fill the kickstart. So everything I do, I'm thinking about how does this help people understand how freaking life-changing that kickstart is. You guys put it in the comments if you've taken it. I'd love to hear from you. That Kickstart changes lives. It is an amazing experience. And I want every single person within the sound of my voice in that Kickstart, even if you've taken it in the past, because it's so life-changing. So two weeks before the Kickstart happens, that's my objective. So... <clears throat> Just to take that a step further, my next kickstart is June 11th and 12th, which means I'm in that two weeks right now. So I'm out here and I'm giving you a gold nugget. And so this is um, me giving you great content that you can take away and use right now. But also, it's a micro piece of one of the things that I teach in the kickstart. So when I'm talking to you about this stuff, now at the end, I'm going to say, okay, there is more of this good stuff that's going to help you so much more in the Kickstart, right? So I'm bringing people into that experience by giving them a quick win here. That also means that two weeks out from the Kickstart, I start putting it in the PS line of all of my emails. It means that some of my emails are going to be specifically about the Kickstart. It means that when I post, I'm posting around topics that are contained within that Kickstart. So my objective right now is to fill the Kickstart, and that's what you see me talking about. There are other times when my objective is just to have conversations and identify the right people who want to come into the accelerator right now 
The accelerator is the only thing in my business that makes money. And so you'll see me posting around who needs this right now. Let's talk. And it'll be constantly my objective is to just have sales conversations or have qualifying conversations and then have sales conversations with the right people. But I'm always intentional. You never see me out there just posting for no reason. Like you're never going to see a picture of my lunch on social media. (laughs) You're never going to see me um, lip syncing on Instagram uh, unless it's about the kickstart. I just, you, you, you can't afford to do those things right now. Those are things that you can leave to the bigger brands who have a budget for creating brand awareness. We are not creating brand awareness as small micro businesses. We are in the direct response marketing game. And so everything you do has to be intentional. So that's number one. Get intentional, y'all. Know what you are selling right now, even if it's just a conversation and it's free and then make that happen. So my room says, you're so right on this one. Posting for posting is not great. Focus has always been in the last month for the challenge. Yes. So she's doing it. She's doing it just like, and we had the number we wanted. Yes. Okay. So my room just ran a marketing event. She worked hard. She had the objective of getting a certain number of people in there and she got it. So yes, awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, point number two, you have to get granular. So you guys, you know how when I intro the show and I always talk about how my mission is to help you find and serve your exact specific right audience. I want to talk for just a second. I'm not going to go too far into like blah, blah business stuff, (laughs) but let me say this. When um, Les Mills creates a new program and they put it out there in their on-demand membership, there's a ton of research and development that has gone into that program. Same thing with Beachbody. Same thing with um, any big fitness brand that you see. They do a ton of research and development before you ever hear a whisper about this program that might be coming. Then once they start getting those videos in the can, they also do a ton of marketing, right? So now we're talking each program that they develop might be a million dollars that they have lost before they even get to the place where they start promoting it. So there's a huge investment of marketing and of research and development into anything that they do. What that means is in order for their business model to work, They have to have hundreds of thousands or millions of subscribers. That means they cannot serve niches. They cannot serve small audiences. They cannot serve very specific audiences with specific needs like school teachers who need to lose 10 pounds over the summer or like busy shift nurses who need to get their diet together or... um, you know, people who are rehabbing from specific injuries. You're never going to see Les Mills or Beachbody creating products to serve those people because it wouldn't make sense in their business model. But for us, it does make sense because you only need 
10 to 100 customers to get started. And in order to make a real living doing what you love doing, you only need a thousand raving fans. So that's great news. What that means is that you can niche way down into exactly what you're passionate about and what you specialize in. When I say that we all have a unique blend of experience, education, and expertise, that's what I'm talking about. You have your own life experiences that inform the way that you could help a specific audience of people. You have an educational background that can inform the way that you help a specific audience of people. And you have, what did I say? Experience, expertise, education, personality. You have your own personality that that informs the way that you can serve a specific audience of people. So this is really great news. It also means that you have to get comfortable working in the smaller numbers first. So the smaller your audience is, and I know this is going to sound counterintuitive. I want you to suspend your disbelief for a minute. The smaller your niche is, the easier it is to activate. So if I came out of the gate and I said, I help women lose weight, everybody's going to go blah, 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 you and everybody else. If I said, I help full women who are working full time in shift type jobs to lose weight. Now you're starting to get a little bit more specific. You may start to understand those specific problems that those shift job workers have when it comes to maintaining an exercise program and in terms of nutrition. So you're starting to niche down. You see how this works? Then if I were to say I help busy shift nurses, which is I know an example people use a lot, busy shift nurses to lose weight. Now what I'm saying is that I'm the person who understands the schedule challenges that nurse ha- nurses have, the nutrition challenges that nurses have when they're trying to eat at the, the hospital, all of those types of things that go with it. So now if I were a shift nurse and I heard someone say, I help busy shift nurses to lose weight, now all of a sudden their ears are perking up because they're like, this person gets me. So if you combine that with the fact that you're going out And now you're saying my small crowd is just shift nurse, female shift nurses who have kids at home. And you start having conversation with those actual people. What you find is you learn how they talk about their problems. So you're going to start to really understand that audience. Now, every time you go out and you do a social post or anything that's like a little bit bigger, your language and your tone has been informed by the fact that you've gotten to know this audience better. So it's super important that you are in conversation with a very specific type of person and that you're doing that over and over and over again. So when I say get granular, that's what I mean. I want you to get to know the individual's behind the idea that you have for your niche. I just made that up on the fly and I really like it. Get to know the individuals who are behind that idea that you've got for your niche. 
<laughs> now, I want to take this one step further and say this. So if a smaller group is easier to activate because you're going to get to know them better and you're going to understand them more, the smallest group to activate is one. So I want you to be in one-on-one -on -one conversations. And I know I've already said that, but your one-on-one -on -one conversations can serve two purposes. And this is what's really important. And this is this is also, y'all, this is going to take a little bit of the pressure off for you because I don't want you to feel like every time you have a conversation with someone, you're in a sales conversation because you don't have to be. So if a smaller audience is easier to activate and you're looking to get in conversations with one person from your audience every single day, I want you to have actually a lot more than that. But what you find is that you start to be able to recognize who is qualified to even come in and work with you and who is not. And this is great news because that means that your sales process just became so much more natural and efficient because you're not even going to bother making an offer to somebody that isn't right for your program. So you've had this conversation. Great. You've gotten to know them. Maybe they're not in the right stage of life for your program right now. Maybe it's, uh, maybe they're just not right for it, period. You don't have to make an offer to them. They can stay in your audience and keep watching. And the people who are right for your program, you can very simply just say, I can help you. Let me tell you what it would look like for us to work together. That's it. That's the sales conversation. <laughs> and this is going to segue me right into number three. So number three, number one was get intentional, right? Number two was get granular. Be really comfortable narrowing that niche down further and further and further and have conversations with the specific individuals behind that idea of that niche. And then the third one is get uncomfortable. Because I know, you guys, I know that selling your own program that you made up in your own head is really hard and it's really scary. So the first piece of that, when I talked about getting granular, that can actually ease some of the discomfort leading into the sales conversation. And especially when we talk about using those conversations to disqualify the people who don't work for the program and then just um, continuing conversations with people who do. But the uncomfortable part is that at the end of the day, you do have to ask for the sale and you've got to ask for the money. So you get to the end or you, you get to really it's the middle of the conversation where you realize that you can help them and you say, hey, I can help you. Let me tell you how. Let's talk about what it would look like for us to work together. Are you comfortable with that? And then if they say yes and give you permission to continue, now you're in a conversation about what it would look like for them to come on as your client. But at some point, you're going to have to ask for the money and you're going to have to assign that price to it that sometimes we get in our heads about. And I'm not going to go huge into price today, but that is another thing we do a whole lesson around in the kickstart. So it's something that you will come out of the other side of the kickstart with intimate knowledge and feel really confident about. 
So get uncomfortable, have the conversation, ask for the sale. That was number three. Okay, y'all. So today we talked about a few things and I, I want to review because I want you to have these fresh in your mind. They're all so important. Simplicity scales. That's the first thing we talked about. The idea that when you have a customer journey that's got a bunch of steps in it that sit between watcher and them becoming a client and sending you money, you don't know which of those steps isn't working when the sales are not happening. So the best way to find out what works is to take all those steps out, make it so simple, watcher, client, no steps in between conversation between you and them. That's it. So then after you know you've got a product that sells, then you can add complication to the process in order to try to automate things or do sales on a bigger scale. But when we're here in the beginning, we're going to keep it so friggin' embarrassingly simple. Embarrassingly simple. (laughs) All right. Number two. Um, we talked about, oh, and then we talked about, sorry, we said simplicity sales, we sells scales. We talked about how there are less things to troubleshoot when it's simpler. We talked about why your brain will tell you otherwise, and you may be modeling your marketing after a bigger business that doesn't really make money in the same way that you do. And we also let that fear tell us that we have to nurture for a long time or that we have to build a bigger audience. So then I gave you my three best tips for getting the sales moving again. And y'all, I'm going to boil it down even simpler. At the end of the day, these are all around having conversations with individuals. So get very intentional about what your objective is. And when you're posting on social or doing anything marketing related, you've always got that objection objective in mind. Always know what you're calling it your current goal is. The second tip was get granular because the smaller your group is, the easier it's going to be to activate. The smaller your niche is, the easier it's going to be to activate. And then there was a caveat to that, and that is that the smallest group is a group of one, and I want you to have individual conversations. And then number three was get uncomfortable That was the idea that you do have to have the conversation and you have to ask for the sale. Learning that uncomfortable piece is going to be the most empowering thing you have ever done. So make sure that you make it a priority. All right. So y'all, this Thursday on Instagram Live at 3 p.m., I'm going to be talking to Lisa Doherty, and we're going to be talking about MedFit Network and about how you can augment your skills with some of the trainings that they have that really fit in very well with what I talk about in terms of niche, right? I'm always telling you guys, go with your passion and your experience and find a small niche that you can serve. and um, For some of us, that is injury rehab or working with people with arthritis, working with people with um, specific conditions. And MedFit Network has trainings around those specific things that can really help you to feel feel confident in moving forward with your program. So we're going to talk to Lisa Doherty on 
Thursday, Instagram Live, 3 p.m. And of course, I want everyone listening to get registered right now for the kickstart. It's at fitprosconnect.com slash kickstart, fitprosconnect.com slash kickstart. Terry, if you're still watching, if you wouldn't mind putting that in the um, comments, that would be really helpful to me. Thank you. So fitprosconnect.com slash kickstart. It's also at the bottom left of the screen right here. Right now, I still have it early bird priced. It's $37. It is going to go up to $47 and stay there. So make sure you get registered now while I do have that early bird price. I've been playing with different price points and I'm, I'm watching the way that it affects registrations. So I know you've seen a few of them. They're not going to go back down. They're only going to go up from here. <laughs> so go ahead and get in. So fitprosconnect.com slash kickstart. All right. And I will see you there June 11th, 12th. Everything will be recorded. So if you have to miss anything, you will have access to it. All right. I'd love to hear what you think about everything I said today. Please comment and contribute to the conversation. If you're watching right now on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook, make sure you're in the Grow Your Fitness Business for Instructors, Trainers, and Coaches group on Facebook. That's where I consider my primary audience. So that's where I network, support, and train. I, I can't wait to support you there. That's a great group. Um, if you are listening to this as a podcast, please make sure that you're subscribed. And no matter where you're watching or listening, please leave a review in Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify right now because your, re your reviews really help all of these quick wins to land in the hands of other fit pros who can really benefit from the information and advice. So by leaving a review, you're actually helping me and yourself, and your colleagues in the industry. All right, y'all. I appreciate you, and I will see you on Thursday on Instagram Live.